electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Airbnb has made a rare acquisition. It's first as a public company and only its third ever valued at more than $100 million. Why the battle for AI talent has just begun. It's Tuesday, November 14th. Welcome to the Tech Check Podcast. I'm Deirdre Bosa. And I'm Mark Gilbert. Today, a surprise acquisition from Airbnb. Not a hugely acquisitive company. And D, what kind of company is it these days? Who else? Who gets buzz and attention and funding? It's a generative AI company. And who's making any acquisitions outside of generative AI? Right. <laughs> you, you know, in sort of the hype cycle is back. It's It's been here the whole year, but it was off and it's kind of on again. You see coming back sort of with the market, tech's been leading the way. But this in particular, let's talk about this story. The startup is called GamePlanner.ai. We broke this story on air this morning on Tech Check, the TV daily version. And sources tell me that the deal was valued at just under $200 million. Now, there's no information about this company. There's no website. You can't even find any information on PitchBook, which is sort of our go-to to look at private startups. Um, because this has been in so-called stealth mode. So some early companies choose to build in stealth mode so that they can protect their intellectual property and they can avoid distractions. What I can tell you about this company is it was co-founded by Adam Chair. He is a well-known name in artificial intelligence. One of the founders of Siri, the voice assistant of Apple. When it was acquired by Apple, he worked alongside Steve Jobs. So some big credibility there. He also later co-founded Viv Labs, which would become the foundation for Samsung's voice assistant. And Gilbert, generative AI so far, it's all about these voice assistants, chat bots, being able to take in information, do something with it and give you back something that's better. Yeah, I think it is sort of interesting that chat GPT got so much attention when a lot of these voice assistants are very similar products where you can talk to them and they'll talk back to you. Um, I think they're just sort of less, uh, it's less, there's less um, cognitive dissidence that they, they don't seem like real people when you're talking to Siri or Samsung's voice assistant. Exactly. And I think the idea is that on this, it seems sort of surface, you're just talking and talking, someone's talking back, but the technology behind that is the understanding. And that's what generative AI is, its ability to understand human inputs. So in that sense, um, it's, it's a really impressive sort of resume for Adam Chair and talent that now Airbnb is bringing into the fold. Right. And it's not the only stealth AI startup by any means. Today, the information broke a story that Chad Hurley, uh, who I hadn't heard about in a while, who founded YouTube almost two decades ago, 18 years ago, is back with a new startup. It's called iTel, which is, and that is also still in stealth mode. It's a video company. It uses artificial intelligence to generate short form video scripts and content. So obviously using his video experience, not his you know experience building Siri. Uh, but you know, it feels like a bit of a trend now, these stealth mode AI companies that are founded by well-respected figures in Silicon Valley. Well-respected figures indeed, but it's a little bit reminiscent of sort of the golden age of venture capital 
in the mid 2010s <laughs> when even, you know, like your Uber janitor could get, anyone that wasn't an Uber janitor could get funding um, because they were associated with one of the hottest names of the time. This is different in that these are real respected people and co-founders. But again, it's sort of just adding evidence to all the hype around generative AI. This one in particular, I tell. This sounds interesting. We could use this, Mark. We could yeah, use this totally. for a weekly. This we could be use a, this for a lot of the videos. Yeah, let's get involved in some generate. video startups. Yeah, exactly. Write our scripts for us. Let's talk a little bit about being in stealth mode, though, because I think it's important. And, you know, begs the question, why are we seeing generative AI companies in stealth mode when there's so much money to raise, right? They're actively not trying to promote themselves and take part in all the buzz that is giving other AI companies these multi-billion dollar valuations. And I think it comes back to intellectual property, right, which is so key in this race. So I think that's why this company that was just acquired by Airbnb um, operated in stealth mode just to, to keep it a little under the radar while it developed this technology. And they'll be able to do so now under Airbnb. And so let's talk about the Airbnb. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Well. Exactly. Francesca. Talk about, yeah, talk a little bit about sort of why Airbnb and how Airbnb plans to use search. You know, this company really well. Yeah. So Airbnb has been out there this year saying that generative AI will radically change its platform. It wants to use it as a travel concierge that learns about users over time and enhances their travel experience. For example, matching them with the right rooms or homes. So something the company likes to say is that when you do a Google search, the fifth page of results isn't necessarily all that useful. You're getting all the useful stuff based on the algorithm and the technologies up front on the first page or the, at least the first few pages. Airbnb is different in that the best match for you might actually be on the fifth page of sure. those Airbnb results, but it needs to know you and your preferences to be able to match you better. So in that sense, generative AI, if it can get to know the user, could be a really interesting development for Airbnb and just help with that whole matching, which is what the platform does. Right. It's a fascinating, I mean, it actually reminds me a little bit of a, of a media company like Netflix, right? Which needs this huge catalog yes. of content, right? It needs to have pages and pages for you to scroll through content, but how it surfaces that content and what's the first video you see or the first show or whatever, the first movie, um, you know, how it prioritizes that content content for you is hugely important. It's also an interesting corporate strategy for Airbnb. It's their first acquisition since 2019. I wonder if people are going to uh, view the company, you know, as, as now being a little bit more open to uh, acquisitions. Yes. And they certainly have the balance sheet to do so. So it's sort of a question I've always wondered about Airbnb. It's in the last few years has preferred to build organically or not even necessarily build organically, just really focus on the core. But let's talk about that balance sheet. <laughs> this is a sharing economy company that has just done so well on the financial side. It brought in its CFO. He was an executive at Amazon and he came in, he was able to make the company, um, his name is Dave Stevenson, profitable on a gap basis. It's now generating billions of dollars each year in free cash flow. And in its latest quarter, as of the end of September, it had $11 billion in cash and liquid assets. And that's not even counting the interest income we were talking about, all the money it's holding on behalf of guests. So it has a lot of money to play with if it wanted to. Right. I think that the the exactly as you described, the interesting problems or questions for Airbnb are in terms of demand, right? Not internally at the company. Internally, this is a company that's got itself into financial shape. The key questions for Airbnb are 
you know, the fee structure, right? Are people getting tired of paying for cleaning fees and processing fees? Uh, you know, what about just overall travel demand? And, you know, are people going back to hotels and, and you know, other yeah. traditional competitors? That's Those are the really interesting questions for Airbnb. And so I think it's worth going back a minute and talking about some of Airbnb's other acquisitions. The list is not long. There was just Hotel Tonight in 2019 um, for about $450 million, according to PitchBook. The company itself didn't say how much. And then there was Luxury Retreats in 2017 for $300 million. So well under a billion dollars um, for a tech company. If you consider Airbnb a tech company, these are not huge acquisitions. And this has been a company for more than well over 10 years. So not a lot here. When it was doing these acquisitions, it was a very different Airbnb. Do you remember pre-pandemic, it was looking to expand into hotels? Totally. It yeah. was developing essentially a hotel in the middle of Manhattan. Right. And it was going to operate it too. So that was pre-pandemic. And then, of course, the pandemic hit and its business just like literally fell off a cliff. For, for like three weeks, and its business fell off a cliff. And there was all these concerns and it had to raise a mixture of equity and debt at a much, much lower valuation. But what happened then was Brian Chesky is the CEO and co-founder. He got laser focused on the core. That is matching hosts with guests. It wasn't trying to get more hotel rooms onto the platform, though that has remained. And that's really lasted until now. So it's still just trying to make its core better as you see Expedia with Verbo and bookings.com have more vacation rentals and home rentals on their site. So what's mattered to Airbnb is sort of the supply side, getting more hosts on the platform. Um, but it, you know, it didn't overhire in 2021, like many other tech companies did, and it didn't have to cut a year later. So this acquisition, it's relatively small as well for an artificial intelligence company. I'm used to talking in the billions, Mark, when we talk right. about funding. Right, 200 million, um, not huge. And exactly. Because it was in stealth mode. It hadn't yet raised money and Airbnb got in super early. Yeah, this feels a bit more like a venture investment than a pure acquisition, um, which we've seen some big tech companies do. And I think you can count Airbnb in those, you know, in those ranks. You know, I, I mentioned the the YouTube founder startup earlier, uh, iTel, but you know, that's not the only funding news, right, that we got this week. Multiple reports that Google is in talks to invest hundreds of million dollars into character.ai, which is one of the big, you know, uh, big buzzy AI startups along with Anthropic and OpenAI, right? Character.ai. And of course- All about chatbots. Yeah, right? you all can, about you can other chatbots. Have bots. a full conversation. A quick note on that company, because to me, it's felt very gimmicky, right? Like there's got to be some greater purpose to this than talk to like an Elon Musk or an anime character for hours on end. But I was at a VC dinner the other night and they were saying that young people, they're really capturing a young audience that's spending hours and hours and hours on this platform. And, you know, you see Meta as well, developing sort of the chat bot platform. I was say, Instagram, so it's, it's a hot yeah, space. Instagram is rolling out these, these chat bot sort of characters based on celebrities. You can talk to like a version of Mr. Beast. You can talk to a version of Tom Brady. Um, I do think it's interesting whether uh, generative AI ends up sort of expanding first into more entertainment or whether more, mm -hmm. you know, information, right? Because often on information, it's uh, the the information that it spits out is you have to double check it, right? It's oftentimes it's just wrong. Um, so it's not really useful yes. as like, a, you know, as an alternative to Wikipedia. But, uh, you know, does it can they figure out a way to make it entertaining to be on a chat? GPT? That's a great point. The stakes are a lot lower if you're getting yelled at by an Elon Musk bot. <laughs> right. Are you going to complain to? 
versus getting something wrong in a business. Yeah, those stakes are a lot higher. And, you know, I don't think generative AI is necessary, or at least the chatbots are ready for primetime there. Um, but speaking of primetime, I mean, the mega caps aren't sitting back, of course. They've been investing billions of dollars into other generative AI darlings like OpenAI and Anthropic. And evaluations have just been inflated across the space. So, again, I just go back to that point that Airbnb putting or getting a company with such an interesting person who co-founded it at $200 million, that's relatively small in this world. And connections probably matter to know that this company was building. So maybe that's something we see emerge as well, Mark. It's not just the mega cap billion dollar deals, but you're going to see more of these stealth companies get interest and maybe some of the smaller acquisitions. And maybe that's how the smaller tech companies compete with the incumbent mega caps. Right. They find a sort of, you know, not the seven biggest tech companies, but the next list down of, you know, the next hundred biggest tech companies that are willing to willing to make some of these deals. Uh, you pointed this out this morning to me, but that NVIDIA is up almost a hundred a hundred dollars in less than a month. And, you know, semis more broadly are leading the tech rally. This acquisition today uh, is coming on a day when the Dow is up 500 points, the Nasdaq's up 2%. You know, the tech uh, ETF, IGV, the tech software ETF hit its highest level since January 2022. Um, you know, feels a little, feels a little risk on. We're so back. <laughs> risk on. Yeah. And, and a lot of that has to do with yields as we talk about often, but everything seems to be working today. And just more broadly over the last few weeks, it feels like this AI hype bubble is back and certainly feels like Mark, we're reporting on more and more deals than ever and it's driving public stock. So we'll see how long it lasts, especially as we get into the holiday period and the Santa Claus rally. Um, but we will be right back here tomorrow. See ya. CNBC has quick and easy to understand business news updates at the open midday and close every weekday. Markets, money, and more from Wall Street to Main Street. I'm CNBC's Jessica Edinger. Follow and listen to CNBC Business News Updates wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs>